Hey folks, welcome to another episode of Above the Board. I'm Hell your yeah. host, Jeremy. It's me. His name's Bradley. Uh, this it's is me. episode 11. Listen, if they don't know who we are, one, welcome. What are you doing starting on episode 11? Look, we, crazy. We, we did this. Crazy we, motherfuckers. We actually did this bit back in like episode, I think it was four we were like, you need to start from the beginning, but I think we came to the conclusion that you start wherever the fuck you want. Like, maybe they just found us now because all of our fans, four of them, are talking about us. Fair. Fair point. Yeah. I think you're correct on that, on that count. Uh, welcome, new viewers, of which I'm sure there are plenty. And by viewers, I mean from your ear holes. Yeah. <laughs> unless you're watching the, the progress bar go down, which would be kind of weird, but... Do, do Maybe. you, I guess. Well, I mean, I might actually be videoing the or recording this Discord ordeal we're doing, and I may post that with the podcast, put it up on YouTube on a secret account. Please don't. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> no, I, would, I wouldn't even know how to record it. My phone, I, that'd be dumb. I'm not, I'm not groomed well enough. Okay. Well, you know. So, In the face. So, we, the last <laughs> we recorded was two weeks ago. And uh-huh. we recorded... Episode 10. Yeah. But we did something a little weird. So if you haven't listened to episode 10, go back and listen to it. You'll find out what we did weird. But Mm -hmm. we haven't really talked in the past two weeks either. Both been kind of busy. Yes. Mm -hmm. What have you been up to? Oh, fucking everything in the world, man. Wow. Uh, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, I've been working a lot. Uh, been a, a very busy couple weeks, really a couple months with uh, work, just kind of really starting to catch up. Um, I've been prepping for D&D game, uh, which I will be running the first official session next week as, as of recording this, so first week of May. Um, super excited about that. Um, I've been working on some writing, uh, and world so building stuff. Before you before you get too far, I we're gonna go ahead and just talk about this D and D deal because I think that our listeners need to know because we that have you been quit talk- again. No, no, no. Hold on. We've been talking about doing this for a while, and one of the things that I wanted to do was once a month, particularly I wanted to do a one shot. I didn't want to go to a campaign. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to. I didn't have the time to invest in that. And. Yeah. What was session zero? Let's talk about that. Let's let's talk. We we created characters, and then we started, and all of a sudden it's a campaign. And then sessions, the very first time we all get together, what did you propose? I don't quite remember. I think How about I instead probably... of once a month, let's do it every two weeks. <laughs> I did hell? not say. I did not mean for it to be like we should do that right away. I just was opening the door for conversation. In case people wanted to work towards that, meaning people, <laughs> meaning you, <laughs> I was hoping like in a couple months you'd be like, okay, yeah, I could do it. Yeah, in two weeks. Yeah, uh, that, but no, here's right here's out the, the gate. Here's the thing: we can still do the once a month one shot. 
I'm not going to run them anymore. You're going to run the one-shots if you want to do that. I guarantee you everybody in the D&D group will be down for that. I don't want to say their names because yep, we don't know. We didn't get their permission to they say They might get names, docs, but. as you tell me. Yes. That's true. Which I still don't could. know what that means, but, you know. They could. If they know their names and they know they know my personal social media account, they could they could do that. Interesting. What do you say? You do a lot that of, up. You do a lot of crazy shit online, man. Is that so? I've watched videos once. Is that where they get like the SWAT teams coming in when they're twitching or whatever, or twittering? <laughs> <laughs> you're so fucking old, man. If your dumb paisley dragon shirt, what is that? Yeah, it's uh, snakes and. Grass, it's fantastic. People love them. Uh, yes, pretty much. That's what that's what doxing is. Doxing can either be mm-hmm. like, I mean, swatting is like a specific term where someone like calls a like a, a like a, a huge violence threat or something on a, a streamer's um, like address while they're while they're streaming yeah, or while they're like online it. live. I've seen yeah, some of those videos. That's ridiculous. Fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it's okay. stupid. People have gotten hurt that way. I believe. I'm sure there's people who've been killed. Uh, yeah. Forgive me, Internet, for not knowing the extreme examples, but I'm sure there, are, there have been. Yeah. Um, doxing is, it can lead to that and it's probably part of that, but it's, um, it's usually, I think, just people finding out where you live and then either sending some, like, really crazy, like, mail or, or like, stalking you, on, like, with your, like, personal phone number or, like, your emails or whatever. We live in Coming to your house. Yeah, well, I mean, I think we're... Time, the time's always been weird. It's just... There's more avenues for the weird people to do weird shit now. <laughs> that's that's... <fair. laughs> yeah, I think that's absolutely fair. All right. Yeah. All right. So, all right. I, I derailed us a little bit. So you've <laughs> been uh, you've been doing some work. Welcome building. to <laughs> yeah. Welcome, welcome to, to our commentary on on social uh, doxing and shit <laughs> podcast. Um, you uh, you told me the other day that you did some writing first time in a little while. Yeah. Significant writing. Yeah, I spent, um, I don't know, like six hours just writing some shit, uh, working on some shit. Um, Got some things in the works. I'm still updating my website. I haven't got a chance to do anything, like, much, like, as far as finished product for that goes, um, for updating my website, but I'm working on it. Um, Working on some other personal projects. Um, Yeah. Awesome. It's been my time. What about you? What have you been doing? Um, well, a lot of shit, actually. Uh, I guess same as you. I've been doing all the shit. I think between the two of us, we're getting everything done. Um, I don't oh, know. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what's left for other people. I mean, I guess you got to cure world hunger, but other than that, I mean, I think we've got it taken yeah. care of. Yeah. No, I. Um, so I cured my <laughs> hunger. <laughs> yes. Yes, you did. <laughs> so, so I. Uh, yeah, man, it's it's been a, it's been a crazy crazy time. Um, you know a lot of that my personal life and what's been going on. But um, yeah. this day, this very day, I am celebrating forty days of sobriety. Hell yes. Yeah. So I guess I gave alcohol up for Lent. I still don't know if I'm ever going to drink again. I, I haven't really decided. I really am just like every day, like eh, whatever. Um, yeah. And that's been fine. I've still been able to go out and like do karaoke and and be in a bar without drinking. That's been fine. Um, haven't really mm-hmm. had the urge to be quite honest. Um, spending a lot of time exercising. I just finished a 30 day challenge where I text, uh, it ended up being 19 different people. I was texting every morning. Good morning. You were one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And that was really eye-opening, very, very interesting. I learned some interesting things about myself and other people. Um, I'm looking at a new challenge starting in May. I'm still kind of working out the details on what I'm going to do. Uh, Creatively, man, um, not a lot. I've been playing board games again, which has been really nice. I've had a a pretty standard weekly group now. Um, I finally taught one of them uh, my favorite game of all time, Scythe, which is a lot more complex. So I was really excited to do that. We got to play two games. Um, so I'm mm-hmm. excited to see more of that. Um, I'm trying to think. I, I spent some time the other night. I sat, I sat here with my piano, and I finally actually started recording stuff. A lot of times what happens is I just kind of play, and then mm-hmm. when I start getting something good, I'm like, okay, well, I'm done. And then I'm like, I'm playing for an hour and a half. I'm done. <laughs> so I finally actually yeah. started recording some stuff and doing some layering pieces, and I've been awesome, talking. Dude. Yeah, so, so that's been fun. Um, other than that, yeah, it's just been work, uh, really trying to get my health back and trying to get my head right and and be um, an air of positivity in the world. But you know, and then yeah. editing our our podcast, uh, yeah, multi hour long one. Yeah. yeah, that that last one was a was a beast. But yikes, uh, man! Yeah, and we definitely got off on some tangents in that one. Speaking of board games, you're talking about board games yeah, last, right? So, so I started this. What are we talking uh, about today? Today. <laughs> Actually, we're, we're going to talk you about board games today. You lead the conversation. I'm going to shut up. I'm going to sit back. I'm going to sit my water. Well, well, don't shut up too much. Um, yeah, so we are going to talk about a, a fun little topic about collecting, uh, hobby collecting, why do we collect, and just a couple of different things about that, and just mm-hmm. sort of see where the conversation goes. Uh, I know in the past, uh, and some of our earlier listeners are probably maybe they're wondering why are we not talking about more of this like intellectual creative stuff um, and and to be honest with you guys it's because we don't know what the fuck to talk about yeah we're also <laughs> not very intellectual uh, at least I'm not um, like, speak for yourself um, <laughs> <laughs> fuck me I guess uh, yeah I mean yeah you're right we, sometimes you know we aren't able to talk for uh, you know a week or more um, sh- you know, shy of just, you know, a quick text here and there mm-hmm. uh, to set up our next recording date. And so sometimes we aren't able to discuss uh, what we're going to talk about. We have like a shared Google Drive um, so that we have pages of ideas and stuff. But uh, oh, wait, a lot I mean, somebody's going to steal them now because we just talked about that on the interwebs. Oh, my God, you're yeah. uns- you're insufferable. <laughs> you're, you and your fucking shirt. You should just post a picture of that on Instagram or something. and I'll Do you mean it. I should post it on the Above the Board Facebook page? You can if you want. I'm not going to link to that because I don't have access to it. But That's a thing. <laughs> it's been created, but I haven't done anything with it yet. All right. Well, there you heard it here first, folks. Go check out Facebook's Above the Board stuff. There's nothing there yet. We're, we're still go check it. it out. Follow the page. Add it as a friend. Is that a thing that you do on Facebook still? Yes. Friend, friend requests? Do, yes. Can you poke it? Poke. Yeah. Poke us. Yeah. Some poke strange. Us. Yeah, don't poke us. Some strange person friended me, and I'm like, all right, whatever. All my Facebook is is positivity. Like, I'm just putting out the positivity. And uh, uh-huh. this person friended me on Facebook, and it's like, I don't know this person. I'm like, so why why are you my friend? And, well, we know some of the same people. Oh, okay, fine. And then I just kind of stopped talking to the person because I don't know them. And then I randomly get these pokes. This is kind of weird. So, Yeah. But, you know, putting the positivity out there. Anyway, uh, collecting. 
collecting. Yeah. So I know that I am a collector of certain things. Um, and I think there's a difference between collecting and hoarding. I want to throw that out there right now. Hoarding, I would agree. Yeah, hoarding typically is gathering stuff and not doing anything with it, just kind of keeping it for a rainy day or, or for whatever reason. Um, I think there might actually be some other issues involved in hoarding. Collecting is typically putting together a collection. I hate to say that, but putting together a group of similar items uh, mm-hmm. to enjoy, to whether that be to look at, uh, you know, if it's music to listen to, but to sort of catalog them um, and find enjoyment in them. Yeah, uh, it's funny. Um, I was thinking uh, about you know the difference between collecting and hoarding. Um, as it's obviously something we're going to be discussing. And at first I had a moment of panic thinking like, shit, am I a hoarder? Because like, I've got a lot of books I haven't read. I've got a lot of like, you know, D&D paraphernalia that I don't use, um, mm-hmm. partially due to the fact that there's a, a pandemic. Um, so like, I was like, am I a hoarder? But I don't think I am. And then I started thinking about video games, mm. specifically RPGs, where it is so easy to hoard things. This is just a, a quick side anecdote. I think it's kind of funny and, and interesting. Um, you know, the fact that I don't know if you ever play any like Skyrim or anything where you play, oh, like, yeah. you collect uh, and you hoard all of these like items and mm-hmm. potions and food. And you're like, well, I'll, I'll need it later. And then like, you never end up using them all. Um, like you're saving them. Yeah. Uh, it, and you never end up needing needing all of it. Maybe you'll use go through like a, a big portion of like an, a, an important fight or an important situation, um, but hardly ever do you ever like use them all in one big go. Uh, yeah. End up using them all, and so it kind of I'm curious if that's like part of game design is to like oversaturate the world with things that you can do that just in case you need them, but also to like give that feeling of like oh there's so much shit to do in this world. Or do they design the games with it in mind that you aren't stingy with your healing stuff or your whatever potions might be? Maybe. I, I think to some degree, and I, and I do the same thing. Now, I am a little bit different. My son, my oldest one, when he played Borderlands, he would collect, because they had sets, like mm-hmm. the armor and what sets, he would collect those. And even if they were lower level, he would keep the mm. whole set. I never did. Like, I'm very much, whatever the hell I need right now is all I care about. Get rid of the other thing. Which obviously doesn't make me a great player because you come into situations where you need specific types of weapons. Skyrim, same thing. Now, I had, I got into the blacksmithing and a couple of, like, the side stuff. So I would have enchanted items, and I would go over to my little place very slowly because you're carrying all the shit. And I put on my whole blacksmith, you know, super enchanted blacksmith stuff go slowly over to the blacksmith area, do all my blacksmith and stuff, and then I'd go up to the enchanting place and, and you know, but it, like, I got enjoyment out of playing it that way, but you'd go mm-hmm. into the house and, yeah, you'd, I mean, you'd, I'd pick up everything I could until I found, until I found better stuff to replace it with, and that was it. Like, I, I don't care if it was a yeah. fucking plate, and then I was going to go sell it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I do, I would do that in, um, like uh, Fallout Four, I think I mm. would go. Th- I would clear, pick up every single thing I could. Um, so I was constantly like on the the cusp of being over encumbered. Um, so like I would pick up everything, take it back to my like workshop or whatever, mm. and scrap it and store it there. Um, and then just fast travel back and forth until like the whole area is cleared and like everything is in the <laughs> other spot. 
Well, it's um, like in Skyrim, you go to those dwarven mines and you keep going back and getting all the mm-hmm. gears. And I don't think I've ever used any of the gears for anything, but damn, I sure did buy them. But it's yeah. funny you mentioned Fallout 4. So really what we're saying is Bethesda has a way of designing games that make us hoarders in the game. Yes. So mm-hmm. good job, I Bethesda. So. I'm ready for the next uh, solo single-player Fallout and Elder Scrolls game. Thank you. I would like those now. Thanks. Yes, I don't want to play this online shit. <laughs> don't like it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it's been a while since <laughs> I played any Bethesda shit. Yeah, I mean, well, I played the Fallout, and then I have... I think I have Skyrim on my Xbox, and I haven't played it on that yet. I played it on my PS3. I played it on... I think I've only played through Skyrim once. Yeah. I remember... I So I had Skyrim for the 360. Then I got the Xbox One. And then they like they announced like the remastered version or whatever. Mm-hmm. For the Xbox One. So I bought that. And then I think within a couple of months, I ended up selling my Xbox and my Skyrim. I never even played Skyrim. What a shame. So like, I, sometimes I still think about that, that fact that Bethesda fucked me out of $60. I never did it. Like, I... I mean, I mean, you sold your Xbox, so Bethesda didn't put a gun to your head. And had you no, not sold your Xbox, we no, could have played No, Todd games Howard together. was in my house. Todd Howard was in my house saying, "You need to sell that, you oh. piece of shit." Okay, okay, <laughs> that's <laughs> ridiculous. But Todd no, Howard, I, you're a nice man, I'm sure. So when you when you talked about games originally, I I didn't think you were going to go into like actually hoarding within the game. I thought mm-hmm. you were going to talk about like hoarding games in general, and I kind of. I don't do it as much anymore, but there's I've got about seven or eight games that I've downloaded uh, on mm-hmm. the computer, and even some in the on the Xbox where I've downloaded them and I just haven't played them because I don't I don't honestly take a lot of time to play video games. Not that there's anything wrong with it, I just don't take the time to do that. So right. I end up having these games, and I, I tend to be like I'm like, oh yeah, this is a good you know with Steam you have them in your wish list, you get a good deal on it, it's usually twenty bucks, it, you know you find one for five bucks, you buy it. But then I don't want to start that game until I've kind of played out the last game that I was interested in. So then mm-hmm. if, I don't, if I don't play that out, or in like this case, I've taken a hiatus, I have really haven't played any games in probably two months. Um, so, I don't know. Yeah. Like maybe I'm a hoarder that way. Yeah, I don't know. I think probably not like in the sense of um, like your stereotypical hoarder like definition. Because um, I think... Like when when I think of hoarder, I think of like the those uh, TV shows where like people have like just yeah yeah definitely shit covering their house like they can't even walk in it. That's yes. what I think of. I think uh, when it comes to like books and movies and video games and things like that, where you you have a lot of them, even though you might not use them or um, make use of them, mm-hmm. I don't think it's necessarily hoarding. It's probably somewhere between collecting and hoarding because, like you said earlier, collecting is more of you know, keeping things because uh, you get some sort of entertainment mm-hmm. or enjoyment out of it. Um, I mean, I've got my video games behind me on a, on a shelf that I have. Like, my 360 and my original Xbox, I still have those. I haven't touched them in literally years. I've not turned on my 360 since 2019. Um, so, am I using them? Am I getting enjoyment out of them? No. But, maybe someday I will. So, I think yeah. there's like a middle ground between the collecting and the hoarding where where that kind of falls into place. Um, and I would definitely say that when it comes to video games and movies and books, that's what I typically am doing. Yeah, and I, I think I have somewhere around like 600 DVDs. Um, and it's one of those that every once in a while I'll open them up, I'll grab one and be like, oh, okay, you know, I haven't seen this movie in a while. 
but I don't do that often because of streaming services. It's just not a thing. But I, I don't have a desire to sell them. I don't have the cases anymore. I've gotten rid of all the cases, so they're in just like the DVD folios. And mm-hmm. I know there's probably collectors out there that are, you know, losing their shit right now. Like, how the hell? And they're, well, trust me, you're not are, collecting them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are times where I look back like, man, I wish I wouldn't have gotten rid of all those cases. I'd like to see them up on a shelf, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, but realistically, I mean, I can fit them in a, all these movies in a very small space. So yeah. it works for me. Um, but I'll tell you something I do hoard or did hoard. I don't do it anymore. Uh, mainly because I'm just not in this world. But when I when it came to music, when I first started into music production, I would go out and I would find all of these different sounds and bits and things. I did the same thing with uh, when I got into graphic design. I would get all these brushes and these stickers and you know all these elements, and I just kept looking for them and looking for them, and I wasn't doing anything with any of them because it became a basically a stifling of a choice it was too many things to choose from that i ended up not doing anything Uh, but Mm -hmm. man i couldn't stop getting them it's like i just figured i was going to find that right drum beat or that right snare hit whatever it may be or that that perfect horn but again it's i'd spend an hour going through every possible kick drum that i had looking for the perfect one and then never finding it because when i could have just had two of them and then played around with sort of shaping that sound myself. And so, mm-hmm. you know, in a, something like that, that, that is hoarding. I was no longer, no longer collecting. There was no reason to have them all. Um, mm-hmm. I was just hoarding for the sake of I wanted more. Right. And that kind of, I was, that sounds like uh, the classic case of, um, Too many choices. The classic no, case of. I totally just forgot what I was going to say. Interesting. This is a lot more fun to watch. <laughs> the way we used to do this when we just talked on the phone, it was just dead silence. But now I get to see. There's a lot of facial expressions, folks. I want to tell you something. I mean, there's there's squinting. There's a little bit of redness happening. It's a lot. Oh Man. fuck me. Well. <sighs> Very interesting, Jeremy. Very interesting. <laughs> I'm glad we discussed that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I'm going to think of it in like 20 minutes. I'm like, I'm going to go back and say that. There, oh, man. Good. There is another game when I was talking, it, it reminded me of it. The original Sims for the PC, mm-hmm. I collected so much furniture and wallpaper designs and housing stuff. I'd never played the game. I hated playing the game. It's okay now, but I just wanted to build. And so I would go online and just find... I mean, you'd find sites where I was downloading thousands of things. I would never go through any of that. It just just because I could. Like, literally just because I could. Old days of Napster. You'd download oh, yeah. thousands of songs just because you could. I'm so glad we do streaming now. It's really changed a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't need to collect it anymore. I just like people are like, oh, don't you don't you want to have this album? No, I look. I just I search it. It's right there. Yeah. You already have the album. It's just you didn't pay yeah. for it. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Kind of. Well, you do. Yeah, you, you pay you a monthly kind of, fee. Yeah, you pay monthly fee for access to it and amongst others. But yeah, nothing so, is truly free. Do you collect anything physically right now? Like anything at all? 
other than that reindeer that's on your wall? I would say no. I do no. not collect anything. I, mean, I w- not physically for sure. Um, and even th- so, I was gonna I was gonna uh, wait to the best moment to bring it up. But I would I would argue that I don't collect anything at all. The closest thing I collect um, outside of you know the previously mentioned um, you know keeping of books and movies and things that I don't and things that I don't really use. Um, outside of that, the closest thing I come to collecting is. Um, how to word this I have like an almost obsession with asking people what their favorite music is and getting them to recommend at least three artists and songs three artists or if they can't do artists songs and if they can't do songs genres to me Um, and then I will then go and and seek them out and listen to them and then add them to my collection quote unquote of my thumbs up playlist so my thumbs up playlist is about 15 or 16 hours of wow. an eclectic choice of songs. Um, like, I can listen to it for so long. Apparently 15 or 16 hours. Well, actually, no, it's longer than that. Because, wow. so when I moved to California, I moved from Oklahoma, I drove for about 22 hours straight. Wow. And I listened to the entire playlist, and I didn't get through it. So it's a lot longer than 15, 16 hours. Holy cow. Yeah. Now, granted, there was probably a few hours in there where I had my phone turned off because it needed to charge it or something, but okay. um, I think it overheated at one point. <laughs> that was a fun trip. Um, but yeah, no, that's the closest thing I come to collecting anything is is not necessarily music or or songs. It's like, um, it's almost like a, a peek into somebody's soul, as it were, because I'm able to to ask them, you know, what kind of music do you enjoy? Like, do you yeah. genuinely enjoy? I'll seek it out. And if I like it, I'll add, I'll add, I won't add, add it all, but I'll add, you know, um, a song or two, um, especially if the one they recommend is really, really good. And then that will kind of spiral off because then I play a radio playlist from that song, which will then show me like other songs like it. So it's... Man, one of these podcasts, we need to go through my, my music uh, thumbs up well, playlist because it'll be very interesting to go through. We can't go through all of it. Yeah, we can't go through all of it because apparently it's really long. It's really long, dude. <laughs> like at least 15, 15 finger strokes, you know, going down the yeah. screen. Yes, yes. I, I think I figured that out. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of really how the Take a Gander then sort of came about because that was your idea. Yeah, but that... That one seems different to me in my mind because the Take a Gander seemed more focused. Like, instead of just asking the broad, like, you know, what kind of, you know, music do you enjoy listening to? It was more like, what kind of music do you enjoy listening to right now? But At you, least that's I mean, what you I went s- with it. Yeah, but that's how you started it, was just pick three songs. You pick three, I pick three, and we just kind of talk about it. But it seems like that was just a progression from your uh, collecting of other people's music as it is. Sure, yeah. Interesting. You see my dog? I do. See I dog. see your dog. He was, uh, so I have the futon over there, right? Yeah. He was <laughs> laying halfway under it. <laughs> he's just, he's a weird fucking dog, man. Well, you know, it's a chocolate lab, so. He's the best. That's a cute dog. So, that, and that's the only thing you collect then, is just... Just the music and, that other people recommend to you. Your thumbs up playlist. Yeah, and like I said, that's like the only thing that, um, 
like that's the closest I can even come to, to saying is something I collect. I don't think I really collect anything else. Um, everything else I've ever, because I mean, I've got like a, a probably like a box and a half worth of like D and D minis. Um, but I don't use them. I don't gain any enjoyment out of them anymore because I can't play D and D with them. Um, I've yeah. got every single of the uh, Wizards of the Coast core rule books for Dungeons and Dragons, but I use them. I don't collect them. I use them. They're all falling apart. But can't <laughs> I use you them have too much. both, though? I mean, can't it be a collection and usefulness? Sure. Okay, so yeah, I, I don't do it anymore, but one time I... Uh, this was way back in probably like the 2010s, like early 2010s, maybe even before that. I think I was still in... Um, junior high, maybe even like the early years of high school, uh, before Disney acquired Lucasfilm, they had the expanded universe of Star Wars novels. Hundreds, hundreds of books, all by different authors. Um, mm-hmm. And I would collect those. I would read them, at least all of them, at least once. Um, some I would read multiple times. Uh, but I would collect those. So I had probably close to like 50 or 60 of these oh, wow. novels. Um, and then my fucking dad sold them at a yard sale without my permission. Hey, I made probably like five bucks off of all of them. Yep. Wow. And I didn't see a penny. Wow. I'm putting my dad on blast. He's he's okay. He's he's an okay man. Uh, but <laughs> I think I'm I gonna mean, I'm gonna point to that as blaming why I don't collect is because it's all it's all uh, temporary. Nothing's permanent. You had the best collection ever, and it got taken from you. So you're you're not that you're not you're, it's not that you're not a collector. You're just mad at the world. Mm-hmm. I understand. Yep. That's okay. Well, that's that's interesting. I actually collect a couple of things. Um, I know you do. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I collect. Uh, nothing. nothing. <laughs> Can't think of anything. Can't think of nothing. Okay. Well, and no fingers. You don't collect people's fingers. Toenail well, clippings. No. Not anymore. <laughs> I was waiting weird? for it. Not that. Not that last. Is it weird that I what I said earlier about the music, asking people their recommendations for music, no. and then adding it to my? Because, but do you see like what I why I do it and what I do it? Yeah, I don't. How, like, I don't think there's anything I mean? strange about that. You you getting gaining enjoyment out of people's recommendations. You're looking for new music to listen to that you wouldn't typically listen to. Mm-hmm. I think you're basically creating a community of iHeartRadio where it's like, I, but it's a radio of your friend's music. And when you like it, you thumbs up it and it goes to your playlist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. that's what it feels like. Yeah, I think you're fine. I don't think anybody's going to think you're weird. Cool. If you well, do care. think he's weird, by all means, let him know on Twitter, above the board podcast on Twitter. Yeah, let me know. Yeah, uh, and tell us okay. what you collect. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, tell Send us what pictures. you collect. Yeah, tell us, tell us now. Well, not right now because they don't. I mean, I guess it's now to them. Yeah, man, time's weird. Time is. Speaking weird. of time, it's time for you to tell me what you collect. Okay, so um, you know, one of my collections is board games. Yes, um, that's probably the most obvious one. Uh, I have around a hundred and some board games at the house. Uh, some of those are smaller games. I actually don't even count the games I never play. Like, I've got a box of older small games, things I picked up from, like, Walmart, Target, that sort of thing that I used to play. Don't play them anymore. They don't even get counted. Um, 
my collection was reduced slightly with uh, a breakup and you know she had her games and games that I bought for her over the years so I, I obviously gave those back a couple of those which was kind of interesting because when I was putting them all together I, I looked over those and I was like how many of these games would I want to replace and I think there was probably about 30 games maybe 40 and I think there's only five that I want so that I'll mm-hmm. replace uh, eventually uh, so that's you know one of them was one of my favorite favorite games, uh, Great Western Trail, but they're reprinting that with new theme, new design and stuff, so I'm excited. Um, yeah. And they're doing a trilogy of it. But yeah, um, about 100 and some board games. Uh, that was kind of a funny collection to begin with. Uh, a long time ago, when I lived in North Carolina, I was married, and we had a couple friends that would come over, and we would play games. And we played, you know, I grew up playing games, and I think we've talked about this a little bit on the podcast, but I grew up playing games. Well, With her, we were always the couple that kept going to Walmart and buying new games to play. You know, we were like, we'll just buy them and come over. And then our friends started kind of doing the same thing. So we built a small collection that way of very similar Walmart-esque party games, which there's nothing wrong with them. I think they're great games. I think they're fun for people. They're easy to pick up and learn, typically one-page rule books, um, and they're just fun. But they don't hold their own very long. You get, you get over them. Like, the game catchphrase is great three times. After that, get it out my face. I don't want to mm-hmm. play it anymore. Um, Cards Against Humanity, great. Twice, we're good. After that, get it out my face. I'm done with it. This is, it's not a lifestyle game, but people make it that way. Well, that's all we want to play. It's like, no, 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 no. I don't want to play that all the time. Um, when I moved here, the only game that I really had was a game called HeroScape. Now, you played that one with me, I think, at least once. Uh, yeah, we've played it multiple times. Okay. So, Heroescape is a great game. I had that. Uh, I was getting divorced, and my kids were seeing me on the weekends and whatnot. So, that's all we played. We just played Heroescape. One day, I ran into a game called Zombie Side, which is a fantastic miniatures game. You've played that one a lot. I just mm-hmm. got... I don't know if you saw that on my Instagram or not. I just got a season two in uh, mm-hmm. from the Kickstarter, which so much stuff... Um, I can't wait. So there's, you know, kind of crazy. Uh, well, then I met the girl who is now my ex-girlfriend. I met her and her boyfriend uh, through work, and they played board games. So hanging out with them, playing board games, and then I was watching Will Wheaton's Tabletop. And pretty much every episode I watched, I bought the game. It's like, oh, that looks fun. I'm going to buy that game. So I'd buy the game. And just slowly, my board game shelf turned into two shelves. And then it just slowly kept growing and growing Mm -hmm. until it is what it is now. Now, you would have known me back when it probably was just that one shelf coming over to my house. It was off the side. Yeah. So now my entire... I was OG one shelf gang, dude. OG one shelf gang. OG one shelf gang. I was part of that. I was there. Yeah. So now it's my entire living room. I have a a beautiful table in the center. I have um, basically the equivalent of like the Ikea Calyx shelves, the 12 inch by 12 inch cubes. Um, I'm mm-hmm. the kind of the cube guy. I collect those, apparently, because they're in every room <laughs> in my house. Um, but I have, you know, they're filled up. I like facing them now. I like, I have games I've never played, but I like the way they look. I like the art on them. It's, it is art to me. It's an illustrator does the work. I face them out. I, I look at the stuff. Uh, but I also get enjoyment out of playing the games. Now, granted, because of the breakup, I don't have that all-the-time gameplay anymore. I mean, there was a time where I was playing games probably three, four nights a week, whether it be two-player games with her or whether, like, you know, we'd have our friends like you over, you know, whatever it may be. I mean, we had a lot of game nights. Now I'm down to once a week. 
I'd like mm-hmm. to be at twice a week. I'd like one night a week or one night every other week being sort of a bigger group, more the party games, kind of more laid back and casual. And then another night of the week or every other week having a smaller group playing the deeper strategy, the heavier games. Because I need that. Like I, well, I say I need that, but I do. I mean, I love those games. Um, but because I think you, I'm, I think you need it just as just as like I need you know D D or yeah. RPGs. So I yeah. think yeah, it's valid. You you need it. Yeah, it's and I you know I enjoy it, which is kind of nice getting other people into it. So I do collect board games. Um, actually, in the room that I'm currently in, which is my office, I, it's kind of Asian themed, and I have a couple of my Asian themed board games in here because I like the artwork. It fits the motif of my office. Uh, one of them, and I really recommend uh, listeners look at this game. It's called Gugong. Gugong. And the artwork on the cover of this box is gorgeous. It's like a velveteen box cover. And then they just have these Chinese characters on the front of it in sort of a gold. It's, it's, an, it's, it's just a beautiful, beautiful box. And stuff like that, you know, I look at or I have Rising Sun I'm sitting here looking at, which the art was done by Adrian Smith, and it's a samurai-based game. And the artwork on that is so gorgeous. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, there is that element of I want to see these. I want to have more. Uh, I want to play more. Uh, the past year, I've really slowed down on my purchasing. And then now, because I'm not playing as much, I'm not buying anything really. Uh, but I would buy mm-hmm. games. It's kind of funny because I would buy them for lots of reasons. I'd buy them for, you know, the aesthetic of them. But I also bought them where maybe if I bought this game, more people would find enjoyment out of it as well. So kind of like if you buy it, they will come. Right. Newsflash, they didn't come. Yeah. No. It's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or but it's fortunate. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, like I said, it's we're getting a new game group together, building some stuff up. Uh, one of the guys from the old game group is moving very close to me. Uh, so hopefully he'll be able to start joining for some games. And I played a lot of two-player games with him as well. Um, and there's a lot of great two-player games out there. Yeah. Uh, Would you ever play um, any, like, online versions of the board games, like on a tabletop simulator or anything? I would. So I do play. Scythe is my number one favorite game, like I said earlier. Um, There is a great digital adaptation of that game. I have played it with other people and hated it. Uh, And the (laughs) reason for that is, one, because I don't know the people. I think if you and I were playing it and we did like this Discord video, we were kind of talking and whatnot, it'd be fine. But I'd rather play less intense games because on those games, I really don't communicate a lot, even in person. Mm -hmm. We do the communication before and after. But like during your turn, you're trying to think through the puzzle. So your logic brain is coming out, your analytical brain is coming out, and you don't have that ability in between turns to start, you know, chit-chatting and whatnot. Um, Yeah. It's, so I've played a few times, especially the first few months I was out here in California. My gaming group back in Oklahoma, uh, we would uh, we found um, a really good, super simple like text based uh, text based version of uh, Coup online. Uh, you with, me like, that, one. It, that one's a lot of fun. We, yeah, because we we played on you know we had Discord running on the side, so it was it was like sitting on the table except cards. It was our keyboards. Um, mm-hmm. There was we found um, a couple of different versions of Secret Hitler um, that were free that were okay, but I would probably just want to shell out the money for like an official one, like tabletop simulator or something. Um, but Secret Hitler's that that one is also really fun and capable of being played on um, over over internet 
over the internet, over yeah. internets, um, over the interwebs. I so can maybe see that, that. Maybe that's something we'll look into. Not even just necessarily just those, but like other games like that. Yeah. Well, we played fun. Coup. We played a three-player version of Coup. Now we just did audio only. That's right. Which was fine. But you know, having video, I think this would be kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I could definitely get on board with something like that. Secret Hitler would be fine. I do have Tabletop Simulator, and I've looked at it. I just haven't played it. Now, a couple, obviously, with the pandemic, a lot of the board game podcasts that I listen to, a lot of those people have went to only Tabletop Simulator so that they could play with people. Um, and it, it comes down, it's always the same thing. Like, it just takes a little bit longer. It's frustrating mm-hmm. at times. I guess it's clunky. So it's kind of kept me from wanting to do it. Um, and to be honest, I don't like sitting at my computer very long. So, yeah. you know, I, I play board games because I like that interaction with people. So maybe with, with Discord and being able to, to have this video, I could definitely do it. Uh, we did do a Zoom game once with uh, her family, and that was kind of neat. Uh, where we had, I had my, my iPad and my iPhone set up, so one was looking at us and one was looking at the cards that we were playing with. Um, and that was fun. And the, the game, because the game was kind of like a, it's called a flip and ride. It's just like a Yahtzee type of game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a, a general pool. So it was fun. Um, definitely fun. But Nice. I, yeah, but I think, you know, going back to collecting, like I collect board games <laughs> for lots of reasons. Um, but that, that's definitely the number one collection. But I have okay. another collection of something right. that's a little strange. Hit me with it. It's not really strange. Uh, I collect magnets. Okay. Yeah. yeah so I collect and for how do they you, work though? What do you mean? How do they work? <laughs> you, <laughs> nope, nothing. Keep going. Nothing. Keep oh going. my goodness. Anyway, so uh, a while back, I had started collecting a magnet <laughs> from places I would travel to, and I put it on my fridge. Well, finally, I have this mirror I put in my bedroom, and it has a metal frame around it. So. All the magnets that I've gotten from places that I have personally visited, I put on that metal frame. Okay. People get me magnets. Uh, somebody I work with recently just went to Las Vegas and brought back a magnet for me. Those magnets get put on my fridge. But the magnets that of places I've been are all on this other mirror. And it's kind of neat when I look at it. You know, I can kind of look around and it just kind of takes me back. I don't take a lot of... I guess, a lot, I guess I do take some pictures, but I don't take a lot of pictures. I just... I don't know. It's I can look at the magnet and it takes me back to what I was experiencing. Right. Uh, it's like so a surrogate for the. It's a surrogate yeah. for the picture, as a word. Yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah. Definitely. That's um, cool. I know people who like do postcards and shit for that instead of magnets. Yeah. They'll get postcards for the places they visited. That could be. Cool. I don't really. I don't really fuck with any of that. Uh, but I also don't go traveling a lot. Um, but yeah, I could see how that would be cool. Um, it'd be like a. Kind of like a walk down memory lane, as it were. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's my newest collection that I'm doing, which I just got back from tonight, is I've been collecting tattoos. Yeah. And that is, I'm currently doing a legacy sleeve, and it's just, it's basically just small pieces that have specific meaning uh, and stories behind them. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm just putting them on my arm and... Tonight I got a new one. It was a camera aperture. It has lots of meaning behind it. I won't get into all that. But, yeah, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. sort of collecting uh, my life story, collecting my memories, uh, all in tattoos. And I like the idea that 
when people, you see this a lot online and whatnot where people are like, oh, I hate when people ask me about my tattoos. You got ink put in a place where people see it. It's a picture. People are going to look at it. People are curious in nature. It's not rude to ask somebody, what does your tattoo mean? Or, hey, or compliment it. And I think those people out there are like, ah, oh, it's rude. It's not rude. Stop putting that on people. You got something different that's not natural. It's unnatural. So people are going to be inquisitive. It's rude when they're like, well, that's dumb. Why'd you get that? But if somebody comes up to you and is like, hey, I like your tattoos, they're not hitting on you. Stop that bullshit. And they're also not being rude. They're simply asking a question because you have a picture on your body. Lord. So uh, I'm going to cut you off there real quick. <laughs> I, feel, I feel a slipping down the tangent. Um, Always. <laughs> when are you going to get a tattoo of our podcast logo? Huh. Well, maybe if we, if we hit 500 episodes. Oh, I was going to say episode 100. 500 is probably more realistic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 100 episodes is not necessarily tattoo worthy. But well, I'll tell like you what. what. Eight years? Right? 100 no, wait. episodes? Wait, wait, wait. Math. Math. I don't know. 50 months. If we go at the rate we're going now, it's 50 months. We do two a month. So at the end of 50 months, that is... Four years. So hundred would be, yeah, hundred episodes would be about ten years. So if we run this, or five hundred episodes would be about um, what ten years? Well, it's no, four 20. times five it'd be about, twenty. It'd be like a two. Decades. I don't think you're going to make it to that. So I think we should. I think we should. Well, it's uh, possible. Do it's possible too that over the course of time we uh, we start doing more of them. So who knows? It may turn into a weekly True. thing. Maybe you know we may do less of them. Who knows? But True. yeah, uh, I'm but not you can't tattooing. Live, listen, man, you can't live your life based on what ifs and, and maybe laters and, and things like that. So you should just right. live life to the fullest now and get a tattoo at episode 100. I'll tell you what. When we hit episode 500, you and I will both get tattoos of the podcast. I'm, I already got mine, dude. You have the podcast logo tattoo on you. You, you are guess so where it is? full of shit. You want to guess where it is? Where is it at? Is it on your ass? <laughs> I got a tramp stamp, baby. Oh, nice. uh, can we say that anymore? I don't know. Tramp stamp? I sure that I we think can, so. Right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I uh, my tattooist, uh, tattoo artist, tattoo artist, was telling me the last one I got because I've been doing this like every week or every other week, depending on you know finances and whatnot. Uh, but she was telling me about this girl she was tattooing who wanted Daddy's girl on her backside, and while she was getting it done. Ask the tattoo artist. I bet as a tattoo artist, you see a lot of weird tattoos, huh? <laughs> Did she say yes right now? <laughs> no, she should have, though. Yes, it's so weird. Uh, but, hey, you know, it's each their own. Do your thing. Yeah. Um, What'd you just say? It's their own personal shit, right? Yeah, exactly. And it's on your ass. So it's not like people are going to be like, hey, what's that mean? Yeah, and if you they're know, seeing it, they're probably... They, they, they probably already know what it is. <laughs> yeah, I think they, they, they might be the daddy in question. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, but that's, like, with this legacy tattoo, it's just kind of cool having pieces that, like, I just got a microphone uh, tattooed recently, and a lot of people have asked me about that. You know, oh, it's, do you sing? Yeah, I do. Um, I also do a podcast. I, I rap. So like music what, I'm hearing is, what I'm hearing is you're pretty much a third of the way there to our podcast logo. <laughs> you're already two-thirds of the way, or a third of the way there, Ben. Yeah, I have the camera aperture, which I believe is on our logo, isn't it? 
Yes, and the yeah. microphone. And the microphone, yeah. What else do I need? I need the play symbol. Play headphones. symbol, headphones, the meeple. Where are you going to get the I have the meeple. I already have it. <laughs> I got that. Oh, you didn't see that, did you? No, because you're not on any of my social media that I post on stuff. Let me see if I can show that in there. Can you see that? Oh, my God. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So, so I you're wanna, halfway there. I know, you're so halfway there. I want to tell the story of the meeple. All right. So okay. I wanted, because I've got a lot of tattoos. I'm, you know, my, I've got a lot of tattoos on my chest and whatnot. I just never got any where people could see them. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I started playing board games, the meeple is that quintessential board game symbol. And I always play as blue. I have a blue meeple on my MacBook. I have a blue meeple on my car. I have a blue meeple pin in my car. I have t-shirts, sweatshirts, mugs with the blue mugs and cups with a blue meeple. I always play as blue. It just became sort of that identity thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I wanted to get a blue meeple tattooed on me. I thought that'd be kind of cool. So here's the thing. This legacy sleeve I'm doing is black and white. There is black and skin tone. So there's no color. I don't want any color in it. So how does one get a blue meeple in an area where you have no color? So I got this idea to do a, an outline of a meeple, and I kind of want to go back over it because it was supposed to have kind of look like a child was tracing over something so the lines weren't quite right, and it's hollow. And then inside of it, I tattooed the word blue. <laughs> I love it. Now when I play games and people are, they start taking blue, I'm like, uh, no, I'm always blue. Well, why? I'm committed. It's fucking tattooed on me. <laughs> like, you it's can't on your arm. It. Yeah, like, you cannot have this. It's mine. You know what I think would have been a really good tattoo uh, for your meeple? So you should have gotten, like, the meeple body, like, underneath your head, like, on your neck. This so when so stupid, I know. So when someone <laughs> would look at it, like, you have meeple here on your neck, and your, your head is the meeple's head. Jesus. They were really, really good. <laughs> oh, my. Well, we just lost a whole if, bunch of listeners. <laughs> and then if you really wanted the blue, you could have just tattooed the thing blue and then tattooed your face blue. The whole thing. Oh, oh my Lord. Yeah, so How this long is why Bradley take? does not uh, work as a tattoo artist um, or he doesn't draw very often. <laughs> that's the reason why. <laughs> that's that the reason why. That specific reason is the why I'm <laughs> yeah. not a tattoo yeah, artist. There's, there's lots of reasons why he should, but those are, that's one reason why he should not, and that's enough. Listen, oh, man, I'm not far from me to be the one to tell you how to tattoo your own body. However, it would have been very cool, personally, in my opinion, if it had been my arm, to have, like, full black and white or black and skin tone sleeve and then one piece like this, the pop piece, is your, your boomy butt. I think that would have been really cool. But I mean, so... I'm also... The, the tattoo you got is the quintessential you tattoo. Like, that's the most you thing I think you've ever done aside from some conversations we're not going to bring up because it's a uh, bad conversations. <laughs> I think, you know, which ones I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, if we ever talk, <laughs> if we ever get to episode a hundred, well, by that time, I'm sure our listeners are going to be like, okay, we need to hear more of these stories. These weird, we probably going to say one word. Them. Piston baby. <laughs> yes. It's two words yes. I mean, there's also the ring size com- conversation. Oh, boy. Okay, so yeah. anyways, I wanted to, because I, I, I went into this knowing that I wasn't really going to have a lot of things that I collected to discuss myself. Interesting. Okay. I did have some other things that I wanted to discuss kind of about collecting based off of uh, people yeah, online. sure. 
um, specifically content creators that I enjoy uh, consuming their media. Uh, the first of which um, is this guy named Ray Narvaez Jr. He's a streamer. Uh, he full-time on Twitch. Uh, he sounds like really, a wrestler. That's a really cool wrestling name. It's, it's a, it's a really cool name. I really, really like it. Um, he's a, he seems to be a really cool dude. I don't know him personally. Um, I, I first watched him when he was part of uh, Rooster Teeth years ago. Um, he since split off, did his own full-time stream on Twitch. Uh, he now owns like a, um, a uh, merch company with his wife. Uh, I have a couple of the pieces. Um, I have subscribed to him in the past on Twitch. I haven't uh, done so recently uh, just because... I live in California. Money's expensive. Money's hard to come by. I mean, living is expensive. Um, money is expensive. Money is Pretty expensive. Here, folks. Well, I just broke into the fucking stock market, uh, so that's fun. Nice. Um, so, yeah, money is still expensive. Anyways, Rainer Reyes Jr., he collects two things, um, one ephemeral and one physical. He collects um, what's called achievements in video games. I'm sure you're familiar with them. You yeah. have an Xbox. Um, if you are not familiar with what achievements are, quick and dirty, um, in video games, in any given video game um, that's released on the Xbox uh, or any of the Microsoft platforms, they're... Um, and PlayStation. Yeah, but they're called trophies. Pretty much the same thing. Same, it's um, the same damn thing. He, he specifically does achievements. He doesn't... He's still, like... Um, I think he's... I don't know if he's even, ever even, like, 100%ed a, a, a PlayStation game. Or Platinum, I think is what it's called. Yeah. Um, I'm not super familiar. Anyways, he... Um, he Broke a million gamer score, uh, which your gamer score is directly tied to the number of achievements you've got. So each achievement in each game, you get it by doing something special or a certain thing. So if you're on a video game, let's say uh, it's a racing game, uh, maybe one achievement would be get first place five times, mm-hmm. something super simple. And it would have a gamer score um, tied to it, maybe 10 gamer score. To uh, 100% the whole game, you would then have to get every single achievement most games, uh, most AAA games are um, a thousand game score. Some games have a lot more that have been out for a long time, like the Master Chief Collection, um, uh, the Halo one, where the has like Halos one through four, and I think I don't know if it has ODST or not in Reach, but that one's got like six thousand gamer score for oh, wow. it, for getting all the achievements. So he's he collects that um, about once a week or maybe once every two weeks. He'll have a stream. Well, he'll just go for like four or five hours, play music. And just farm achievements and get achievements to keep racking up his gamer score. And he's come out and said that he likes to see the number go up. At a basic level, okay. that's what it is. Um, that's his enjoyment from it, which is cool. I like that. It's part of the identity at this point. I mean, he's is he yeah. making a living off of that stream? Is he making oh, money yeah. off of it? 100%. Yeah. So I mean, at this point, it's it's not just his identity; it's also a job. But yeah, it's it, I, yeah. I understand that. I've known people. I knew a girl who had like fifteen platinums on the PlayStation, and I was like, I don't have the dedication. I just don't give a yeah. shit. I don't either. I, I I don't think... I think the closest I've ever come to 100%ing a game was maybe, like, Halo Reach. And that yeah. was still... I just only got, like, 60 or 70% of it. So, mad props to him, number one, because that's uh, some crazy... And he's not even the highest, like, uh, gamer score, like, in the world. I think the, the highest broke 2 million or, like, 1.5 million or something like that. Or, no, I think maybe like five million, something like that. Crazy. Um, so that's uh, one thing that I, when I start thinking about collecting, is is that idea of doing it simply because you like to see, quote unquote, the number go up. Um, whether yeah. that well, be 
you know, expanding your wall of board games or not specifically yeah, for you. But same thing. It's you're getting enjoyment out of looking at it and mm-hmm. the experience of it. Um, I just I'm still trying to hold on to that. Like I'm thinking about Grand Theft Auto Five, and I couldn't even. I tried one time to go find all the jumps, and then I was just like, okay, I'm done. I I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of that, um, the Rooster Teeth group I mentioned earlier that he was a part of, I think within the last year they went through and did and did that. Uh, it was like took them like five videos, each one like thirty to fifty minutes long. <laughs> it took them wow. a long time, uh, but they also fucked around a lot in the game. Uh, but well, the other thing, to, Grand Theft Auto. That's true. I mean, it's the, the 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 title for that game should be the fuck around game. Um, <laughs> so I uh, know I'll be here all fucking week, baby. Uh, jokes. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> the other thing uh, Mr. Narvaez Jr. collects is um, collect uh, controllers for uh, Xbox One. Um, I think he, he might have controllers for other games, but he he collects controllers. Like he's got like fifty controllers. Um, and this is something I had never known that like was was a thing. Is that there are hundreds of these collector um, uh, style and versions of the controllers with like different graphics on them. You've got controllers exclusive to um, game releases, so like you can have like um, yeah, I like, saw he's that. got a he's got a Yakuza like a dragon controller that came Ooh. out with uh, the Yakuza Like a Dragon video game. There's Gears of War controllers, just like how they have like the special variants for the Xboxes yeah. um, and the actual gaming platforms. They have matching controllers, which I just, I'd never known. Um, so that, he also collects that. Um, and that's always really fascinating. Uh, and it's also part of his identity that it's his, his social media, or his, um, his social presence of, of uh, yeah. in his gaming community is like, he's known as the guy who has the controllers. Um, he gets so controllers sent to him by Microsoft, like from like big uh, video game um, developers who are releasing games. will send controllers to him. Like it's crazy. Um, I'd never known that, and um, I, I think it's fascinating. I think it's cool. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, I've seen people collect old consoles, and you know, and you you see the pictures. I mean, you can Google it, and there are people that have these beautiful setups where it's all of the different consoles over the years. Mm-hmm. And I think that's neat. I mean, I think that people uh, collecting things can be fun. It, it could be a way to share in a community. Uh, I think collecting things can also create an identity. Uh, mm-hmm. I've known people, you know, people collect uh, shot glasses or they collect nameplates, things like that. Um, collecting can, like my magnets, where it can sort of just take you back. Uh, mm-hmm. With a gamer score, there is a certain, you know, element of remembering the game and remembering that experience. And I, I think that's what it is. I think collecting should at some level relate to an experience or a thought or a feeling. And I think when you lose that and you're just doing it for identity, you might be closer to the hoarding aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel bad for people. You know, my great grandmother uh, used to collect bird stuff. And what happened was everybody bought her bird stuff all the time. So her collection became very much people gifting her things, which is nice. And there were some really nice gifts along the way, some beautiful, like, um, sculptures of birds that, you know, had a wind-up ordeal and would play the bird song. Mm-hmm. Uh, was really neat. Uh, my grandmother at one point collected a strawberry stuff for her kitchen. So that kind of got out of hand. She collected bells at one time. Uh, I don't know when she had six grandkids. Maybe that's why she didn't collect bells anymore because you can only imagine how that went. Yeah. Uh, my mom collected salt and pepper shakers from different places. 
uh, that okay. people. So when I went to London, I ended up getting her some salt and pepper shakers that looked like the London guards. It took me yeah. a year to send them to her, but I did finally send them to her. Back, yeah. Uh, back when I lived in Oklahoma with um, some friends, there was uh, a lot of breweries around where we lived. Mm-hmm. And I would never say like, we collected the, the, the pint glasses. The growlers. Uh, growlers not so much, but the, the, the pint glasses um, okay. that the, the breweries would sell. They usually have, you know, a couple at least with uh, a logo or, um, mm-hmm. you know, the, the name of one of their, their popular beers on it. Um, that we kind of collected, like we would, we would make an effort to buy, um, each new one that would come out for the two years that we lived together. Um, partially because one, you know, we needed, we always needed more cups. Um, Mm -hmm. and then, uh, we thought they were cool. And then two, it also helped support those smaller breweries that, you know, not necessarily needed every single person to buy glasses to make a profit, but it helped support them and show our support for them. Um, so that's like another thing that I can maybe point to like maybe I collect that I uh, if the world ever opens back up again I would probably start doing that more because I do like yeah. it and I enjoy it um I'd like to have like a cool collection to show off to people but no yeah I have a lot of glasses I, I don't know that I collect glassware but I do like having different glasses for different things now being sober I'm not utilizing them for you know at the level that I was before uh, and I'm really weird about what I drink. Like, I won't drink water out of a pint glass. I just hmm. don't do that. Like, I drink my water out of uh, mason jar glasses or out of, like, a water bottle. Um, yeah, I, I very much. Like, I would drink a stout beer. Nice. I saw you. What is that? I drink water out of this pint glass. Yeah, see, uh, I don't don't do that. This is funny. This I is would. actually, we found this at a, um, viewers can't listen to this, but I'm holding a um, Stone IPA pint glass. Uh, it's got a, uh, looks like a devil on it with some ivy uh, leaves kind of sprouting out from the bottom. Um, we had ended up finding that in Oklahoma at like a, a, um, a Salvation Army thrift store or whatever. Uh, before I had ever even moved to California, been there. And then, you know, I ended up coming to California and we ended up going to uh, a stone brewery that this cup is from. I don't know how it made its way all the way to, to Oklahoma, but it did. And so when I mentioned to them, my friends, I was like, oh, yeah, we went to this cool brewery. He's like, oh, we have that cup. I was like, oh, okay. And then they gave it to me before I left, so it was kind of cool. Oh, nice. Very nice. Hello, welcome to our uh, pint glass podcast. <laughs> I mean, it's still collecting. It's all it's all the same realm. Yeah. So have you, are fun. do you think we have answered the question of why people collect We've obviously answered the, the various I things that people so. can collect. Yeah, we've talked so. about the differences between collecting and hoarding. Yeah. I think we've hit up on why people would Yeah, collect. I do. Yeah, I do. I think, I think we definitely have talked about that. Um, Was there I, anything else you wanted to, to hit on? No, I think, I, I think to me, when it comes to collecting stuff, I think there is a healthy way to collect and an unhealthy way to collect, obviously. And I think that's where you cross into the line of hoarding. I think Mm -hmm. when you have a collection, uh, if I can encourage people out there, enjoy your collection. You know, it's great to collect things and it's great to keep adding to that collection. But what are you doing with the pieces of the collection? Are you still gaining enjoyment out of it or are you just trying to build the collection to have the biggest pile of shit? So, Mm -hmm. like, I can buy a lot of board games. I could buy a shit ton of board games. Board games I'll never play, board games I don't ever want to play. 
but what does that gain me other than I have a, a, a big collection of board games on the shelf and people are going to say, oh, he's the guy with all the board games. I don't need all those. I'm not buying any more cubes. I've already decided this is, I have <laughs> enough cubes. What, if I get to a point where I'm, I've filled up the cubes to the point where I don't like the way they look anymore because there's too many, if I buy a new game, an old game has to go out. You know, I can't play them all. So I want to make sure, you know, and that's where you're calling the collection. You want to make sure that you, what you're collecting brings you enjoyment still. And if the old stuff isn't bringing you enjoyment, maybe consider moving it on to somebody who will gain enjoyment from it. Mm-hmm. You know, and something like a board game very much. Something like a gamer score, you're not going to be able to do that. The only thing you can do, and like you said, it's ephemeral. I mean, it's, you're going to keep building on that. And it really is just a matter of look at the big pile of shit that I've done. But it's collecting. Like, I mean, if you want to be real, like right now I'm collecting the gains because I've been working out. That's so stupid. I'm going to cut that out. No. <laughs> you don't even okay. know what to say. That was stupid. <laughs> hey, Jeremy, I liked your line about the gains or whatever. I have editing power in this podcast. Um, you do? No. So, you know, I... What do you think there about was, shoe collectors? People who collect like sneakers and shit. I think, I think if that's your gig, fine. Uh, because I had an in with somebody that worked at a shoe, a major shoe retailer. Uh, I learned a little bit about shoe collectors and some of the things, even to the point like they won't wear their shoes very often. They'll never get mm-hmm. creases in it. You can't have a crease in it. It's like I don't understand the mindset of collecting something to eventually have value if you're never going to sell it. Like, that doesn't make any mm-hmm. sense to me. There seems to be a, a wire loose. Not that those people are dumb or anything like that, or they're not weird or anything. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like, it, people, uh, yeah, I, collect, I collect magic cards, and, you know, some of these cards are going to be worth, you know, hundreds of dollars later. Okay, are you going to sell them? Well, no, because I play with them. Okay, so <laughs> what does it matter what the value of it is? The value you're gaining from it is the interaction you have with said item. Yeah. I love shoes. I have a lot of shoes, but I wear my shoes. I, I don't, you know. Okay. What about you? I was you? curious. Uh, I mean, Your I thoughts don't. Thoughts on it? Much the same. I, I, um, I can understand, I guess, why people would want to do it. Uh, it's, it's the same thing with your board games. It's just they get a different type of enjoyment out of it, I would assume. I don't collect shoes. I have one pair of shoes, and that's it, literally. Like I only have, I have one pair of black Adidas. That's it. Wow. I uh, replace them every six months. So, interesting. Yeah, I have like twenty different pairs of shoes. I'm kind of weird about shoes. Yeah. Capsule wardrobe, man. It changes my life. I literally only have black shirts and black pants and black shoes. The only bit of color I have in my wardrobe, I have some light gray socks. Yeah. I mean, I, I can respect that. Uh, when I was working at a previous company, my wardrobe very much was a capsule wardrobe for work clothes. Any pair of pants matched any shirt that I had, and then I had a brown pair of shoes and a black pair of shoes, and I could just kind of go back and forth. And realistically, I was just wearing a pair of blue denim, black denim, or gray denim, and then I had a bunch of button-down shirts. and so just grab, grab, go. Um, and, and that came down to a lot of other stuff that we could talk about at another time because I think there is a conversation there. Uh, but, yeah, yeah um, but other than that, no, I don't collect things anymore like, you know, that I don't really use. Uh, there was that time with when I was collecting the, um, the different music stuff, I would collect different VSTs. 
uh, virtual instruments. Uh, and it was like, I just, and it is, I think sometimes when you're collecting stuff like that, it's, you're looking for something. You're looking for kind of like the endorphins to go off. Um, I mm-hmm. think when, when you start amassing a collection that you're not interacting with, you've gotten to the point where you think that by having more of it is going to satisfy you somehow. But in reality is you need to appreciate what you already have and maybe spend more time with that. And, and what's funny is that, and going back to board games, about a year ago, uh, early last year before the pandemic and probably right around the pandemic, I had made a, a pact. I didn't want to buy any more games. I had already kickstarted a bunch. I knew they were coming. But I wanted to start playing, and the person I was playing with, we wanted to start playing the same game more. So instead of playing all these different games, we got into trying to get uh, what they call a 10 by 10 challenge, where you play 10 games 10 times each, uh, or a 5 by 5 challenge, or something like that. And we got into doing that and playing like the same game 5 to 10 times in a row. And it, it just made the enjoyment of the game that much better because you're, you're opening it up more, you're exploring it more, you're learning new strategies. The mm-hmm. conversation about it is better. And I'd imagine it's probably the same, you know, if you were collecting albums or movies, and instead of buying a new one, if you're really into that, go back and listen to that album again. Go deeper into it. Same thing with the movie. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so I think, uh, man, I I think that kind of finishes us up on the collection podcast. Cool. That was fun. It was. I think the last thing we should probably tell users is if you're not going to collect anything at all, collect our podcast by subscribing. (laughs) Subscribe. Get it downloaded every two weeks to your mobile device and listen to it. It's fantastic. Trust Mm -hmm. us. We're on it. We know. Yep. Uh, We're experts. We're we're experts. So, Bradley, so, okay, so we're at the end of the podcast, and typically what we do is we talk about where people can find us. Yaddy, yaddy, yaddy. Uh, do you want to do that again, or you want to tell people just to fuck off? Uh, you can fuck off and find me <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram and the Google, uh, prosbrad, prosbrad.com. The Googles. Cool. That's well, me. I mean, yeah. Above the bar, above the pod. I'm learning to talk today. No, above the board podcast uh, at all of the major places. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook is coming. It's out there. I just, we've got to work on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're looking, I, I've got some ideas for that. We're going to start getting a little bit more active on some of these as well uh, so we can interact with some people. Maybe we'll start putting some pictures of the dog or something up there. Uh, so idea. that could be kind of fun. Yeah, people I have plenty it. of pictures of the dog. Plenty of pictures of the dog. Maybe one of these days I'll take a screenshot of our video and you can see that. I don't know. Um, <laughs> he's, he's knocked out over there. Nice. That's where I need to be. It's late here. Um, but uh, personally, you can find me on places. Uh, board game underscore Jer is one place. Uh, that's a great thing. I think you can do that on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, so go check it out. Uh, I try to be pretty active on my Instagram. I'm not very active on Twitter. So if you get on there, I get the emails so if you start interacting with me, I'll download it again and I'll be interactive back because that's the kind of guy I am. All right. Uh, but other than that, yeah, I think this uh, is a great time to close out episode 11 where we talk about nonsense. I think we just talk about nonsense. 
pretty much. That's pretty much all it is. You know what's not going to be nonsense, though? What's that? Next week, next two weeks, two weeks from now, next podcast. I'll get there eventually. Next podcast, we're going to be finishing up our discussion about pro wrestling, Mr. Rogers, and Bob Ross, and which of them is the best. Well, I mean, we know that Mr. Rogers beats everybody in a wrestling match. That's true. And even non-wrestlers like Godzilla and Terminator and who else is in that video? Colossal. (laughs) Colossal. Throwback. I'm still angry. Uh, It's a good movie. (laughs) So, yeah, folks, we've got a great uh, episode ahead of this one. I hope you enjoyed the time listening to us. Uh, My name's Jeremy. It's me, Bradley. And we'll talk to you guys another time. Bye. Bye. I'm still recording. Okay, I'm done now. You're so ridiculous. Oh, fuck you. I'm not ridiculous. You're ridiculous. You're the one who has a, a fucking meeple on your arm. Yeah, you got a problem with my meeple? It's like a people.